Marcus Ogden, an NFL star's roller coaster journey, triumph, downfall, and resilience. Discover the inspiring journey of Marcus Ogden, ex NFL player turned keynote speaker, CEO, and best selling author. From the peak of success to the depths of bankruptcy and back, Marcus shares his story of resilience and determination. Learn how he overcame adversity, embraced failure as a stepping stone, and rose again to inspire others. Tune in for an invaluable life lessons and motivation. Welcome to the Wellness Driven Life Show, where you're about to go on a wellness-driven ride. Let me introduce our guest to you today and share a little bit more about him. Marcus Ogden, a former NFL player, is now an acclaimed keynote speaker, founder, and CEO of Ogden Ventures LLC, and a three-time best-selling author. His post-football career saw him founding a construction company that ultimately went bankrupt, costing him nearly $2 million. However, he rebounded from his losses, working as a part-time custodian before rising again through hard work and determination. Today, he uses his experiences to inspire others, sharing his insights through speaking engagements with Fortune 500 and Fortune 100 companies and on his podcast, Authenticity with Marcus Ogden. Top publications like USA Today and Forbes feature his story, and he strives to impact people positively through his work. I'm so pleased to help welcome today, Mr. Marcus Ogden. Ever heard of stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of stoicism with a lowercase s and not stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three times a week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it. Hi, Marcus. <laughs> oh, you're you're muted and I can't unmute you. There you hey, are. Hey. How are you? How's everything, how's everything going? 
It's going great. It's such an honor and a privilege to have you here on the Wellness Driven Life Show today. And I want to start by sharing with the audience a little bit more about you and your background because it is such an exciting story and worth the share. So I am originally from Washington, D.C. I now live in Fuquay, Barina, North Carolina. I'm about 30 minutes outside of Raleigh, North Carolina, the state's capital. I moved here with my ex uh, in April 2013. I am a national, international keynote speaker, executive coach, uh, business consultant, best-selling author. I am a brand ambassador. I own of different businesses that align with our brand. And I'm also the podcast host of Get Authentic with Marcus Ogden. We're ranked in the top 1% most popular podcast worldwide, according to Listen Notes. We've been blessed to have over, you know, dozens and dozens of sponsors that have attached their brand to our show. And we're really about just bringing authenticity to people with our show. Our, our slogan is authenticity starts here. And then through our speaking, our slogan is inspire you to take accountability. So again, as a, a father of two daughters, as a, a friend to many people, as a business leader, as a coach, as a consultant, I really want to help others reach their full potential to get their life going in the direction that they want it to go. And you have really birthed that out of your own experiences where you had some struggles and the ebbs and the flows of life, right? And I can also share that same sense of you have two daughters. I have three daughters. That's its own struggles in and of itself, isn't it? And the family matters and all of the things that really come with it. And where we feel we definitely need to provide for our beautiful family. And so I would love to highlight a little bit more about the, the struggles that you entailed because you went from football star to running your own business, going into that entrepreneurship, which is very challenging in and of itself as well. And, you know, when, when we step into the world of entrepreneurship, it's us knowing and, and doing all of the things and keeping track of our own schedules and our own finances. And so it's kind of a fire hose to the face. And when it doesn't work, or if it doesn't work, then we have to retract and go back to something else. So you have kind of done this, this roller coaster ride, so to speak, and journey of things such as that. Oh, absolutely, April. I have been up, I have been down, I have made millions of dollars, I have made 825 per hour, I've had money in the bank, and I've been flat broke. I've lived in the dream home, and then I was ended up, you know, almost homeless. And so, and even through some struggles I've had in the last you know 18 months of having to get my life back on track from going from being married to being divorced. And that came unexpectedly. That came as a shock. And I, was, and I had to move out of our beautiful town home within three weeks after our first mediation. That was challenging. That was hard. So a little bit about my struggles. You know, after the NFL, I struggled immensely with alcohol addiction, nightlife, gambling, and painkillers was my big big crutch. You know, oxycodone, oxycodone, you know, oxycodone was big for me. Vicodin was big for me. 
anything I can get my hands on, Lexapro, anything to mask the pain and not really deal with it. I have a saying that I heard from someone, I love it. If you don't transform your trauma, you will transmit it. And I transmitted it for so many years because I was just such an individual hung up on what I call external motivating factors, money, fame, notoriety, things that mean absolutely freaking nothing. That's what it was all about to me. And so after that struggle, I put down the bottle, I founded Caden Premier Enterprises. We were a construction company. We started small with just concrete demolition in downtown Baltimore. We grew to be the largest African-American owned subcontractor in the city of Baltimore in the state of Maryland for two years. But I have a saying, if you do not learn how to handle success, success will handle you. And that's what it did. It handled me in a really, really just, uh, just, you know, earth shattering way. So I wow. ended up moving here to Raleigh with $400 to my name after I lost my business in 2013. Wow. Well, goodness, I, I could go off a few things, but really what I, I'm most interested in just on a more personal level is what was that like for you? What examples or uh, feedback would you give to others who are really at that brink of success and entering into this, this major, uh, more of the fame aspect in life on, on how to go about it and manage it so that fail rate doesn't exist? What you have to do is you have to keep your ego in check. The minute your ego gets bigger than the good part of your soul, you're in a lot of trouble. We have worked for over 50 Fortune 500 companies as a speaker, over 50. Over 20 have been Fortune 100. People like Liberty Mutual Insurance, the Home Depot Company, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan & Chase, Goldman Sachs, you know, New York Life, MetLife just to name a few. And like we tell our audiences, when you are having success and you are not humble about it, if your ego gets in the way, which I call the biggest silent killer of anyone, you're in a lot of trouble. So watch out for that ego. And the second thing you can do, keep people around you that you trust that will keep you grounded throughout your journey. I have an amazing team of people all of my team can tell me exactly what they think, exactly how they feel, no matter what. Because we have the type of relationship where I've known them for years and they can do that. So if you're listening, keep your ego in check and keep a good vicinity of people around you that can tell you anything and you're always going to listen to what they have to say. I think that there is a lot to be said about the keeping the ego in check. And what I liked uh, very much, and I think is extremely powerful as well, is that the, the people that we have surrounding us, lifting us in our, our success and our endeavors. And, and I think that that is, is very key and very powerful. I, I just had a guest on earlier today and he, we were talking about that as well. The people that you surround yourself with are such key players. And when they make you want to do 
better for yourself and show up in the world in this incredible way and light, then you know that you have a great partnership there. And, and so, yes, absolutely. Marcus, what were some of the things that you experienced where ego was a factor and it did get in the way of that construction business? So what happened was, as I started making a lot of money, it got to my head. So as I started winning more jobs, becoming more well-known in Baltimore, getting my name written in the paper, doing articles, magazines, winning awards, really and truly when I became the minority of the year uh, subcontractor for the state of Maryland, that literally got to my head. And as a result of that, I literally lost sight of what mattered most, which was people. So my ego really started to rise above being humble, appreciative, good, and you know, and very just docile and having a good, you know, humanity approach to treating people correctly and being nice to everybody when I was winning those awards. And that one award in particular, and I actually keep that award in my home in my office, which is right behind me. This is my this is my world picture, but in my office behind me, I'm in my dining room right now, I have that award and I hang it on my wall to remind me, no matter how good you get at speaking, podcasting, you know, I, I help people, I help clients that have podcasts like yours. You have an amazing sponsor, awesome. 95% of podcast hosts or podcast shows don't monetize. We're in the top 5% that do. And we're in the top 1% of the 5% that makes over six figures through sponsorship. And we're very fortunate in that regard. But I'll never ever get to a point where I'm like, oh, look at me, look at me. No, I'm the same guy. I'm humble. I'm the guy that 10 and a half years ago was bankrupt, broke, almost homeless, no money, nothing. So I keep that award in very good sight. I see it daily to remind me never, ever let ego get in the way. Mm, Such powerful lessons. And, uh, you know, Marcus, it, it makes me think that people such as yourself, you have a very, very powerful message to put out into the world because of your very drastic uh, experiences, the night and day difference of, you know, bankrupt to, you know, doing extraordinarily well. And even in your, your physical and career life, you know, being this wonderful football star, right? I mean, that, that by itself takes this huge accomplishment. It takes years to get to that point, to be able to perform at that level. And then not having that and doing something different. You know, I think there's also a a lot of cases where in fields like that, where you have this fame sort of lifestyle. And you talked a little bit about it where you went into to drug and alcohol abuse, being able to figure out how to navigate life in a different way. And a lot of people in, you know, the first responding worlds in the military, 
so any of those 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 lifestyles and um, the way that we show up in those regards, and when it is all of a sudden changed, and you go back to like the civilian life, so to speak, we have this identity crisis, which leads us into we're not sure exactly who we are anymore because we don't have that life. So I'm curious, what was that like for you with the transitions? I mean, all of these things that have happened to you are major, major transitions where I would assume that you have experienced some sort of identity crisis with each. Oh, absolutely. When the NFL was done, I still did some like football professionally, like, you know, indoor anything just to kind of keep that dream alive because I wasn't ready to say you're no longer an athlete. Even when I moved to Raleigh, I remember going to a CFL workout. I was called by the head coach to come to a workout in Dodgertown, Florida. Went down there, had a great experience. They offered me a contract to go to camp, but I realized at that time with what I was going to make salary-wise in Canada and being double taxed, things like that, it didn't make sense. So it was really hard to shut off that football side of me. And I struggled for so long. And that's why I struggled for so many months after I retired, because I didn't know what to do next. I didn't have a plan of action. I didn't have resources. I didn't know who to call. I didn't know what to mm. do. And as a result of that, it put me in a space where I was constantly just saying to myself, well, who am I? What am I? What am I going to do? And that's when I finally got into construction and that went well. But to be honest with your audience, I was doing it for money. It was a job. It wasn't a career. It wasn't something that I was like, yes, this is going to be the full functioning part of my life. I always knew that I didn't want to do it. And honestly, if I was smart, I would have sold it before it went bankrupt. But mm -hmm. I got the ego trying to get more and more and more to make more and more, more on the sale of it. And I miscalculated and I did a bad time of timing it. And then we got into some things over our head and I ran out of money. Pow. There was nothing left. It was not anything worth anything for someone to buy. So I had to shut it down. Today, as a speaker, coach, consultant, podcaster, brand ambassador, business owner, I'm all about my team and the people that I work with. For example, I'm a part owner of a company called Grind Oral Care. I was talking to my business partner, Roger. We're looking at maybe bringing on a potential partner who has a massive following with YouTube and his videos. And he does, he has over 8.3 billion views on all his videos. B, billion. And mm. he's looking to come as a partner. And I told my partner, Roger, hey, look, if you need me to give up a point of my equity to really help get this guy in, bring him on, I'm fine with it. Because here's the thing. What's a difference in a point going to make? If this guy can help us grow to a bigger company, massive following, more purchases, more value, more credibility, what in the world is a point going to do if I keep that? And then he doesn't come on and we miss out on some of that kind of massive following that is going to make us the hopefully down the line, the premier product that he monetizes and he pushes and he's advertising 
on his social media platforms, then why would I not do that, right? Markets of today, I'm all about the team. I'm all about how to think about, because Grind's doing great. We're in Walmart, all things are going phenomenal. But at the end of the day, because I know what's about, about teamwork, today I'm much more about giving than I'm about taking. Yeah, you're definitely talking more about that servitude aspect. And doesn't it feel good when you have powerful messages that you do want to share and expose? And of course, it makes sense to partner with the people who are really getting that the most exposure as possible. We live in an incredible day and age where we have access to push out information to a worldwide global audience such as this show, such as your podcast. And when we when we step into the light of now I feel more confident in who I am and the message that I want to share, it, it just feels so much better. So let's talk a little bit more about that because you're stepping onto stages, you have powerful messages to share. What are some of those messages that you do shed light to when you speak to an audience? Uh, great question, April. So I have seven different signature keynotes. For example, one is called So Can You. It's our overcoming adversity talk. We have our one called the ego mistake from eight figures to 825 per hour. That's our perseverance talk. We have one called self-absorption causes self-destruction. That's our leadership talk. We have one called professional development at 32, what I would tell my 32 year old self, that's professional development talk. We have one called recycling versus trash and company culture, which is our culture enhancement talk. And we have a couple other, we have one on diversity, equity, inclusion called the success cycle creates healthy DEI. And we have one on marketing and sales called drop the poker face. Selling requires authenticity. So what mm. we've done, April, we've created signature talks that fit us. We have our signature titles. We have descriptions on our website. And that way, you know what you could be purchasing in a small snippet for each keynote. This way it's going to whet the appetite of an event planner, a meeting planner, an individual throwing an event. I tell people all the time, meeting planners, event planners want to be spoon fed information to themselves so they can make quick decisions. That's what they're about. If you yeah. have information that is not, is not uh, concise, or it doesn't describe what you do very well, or it doesn't tell people what you're all about in a very simplistic form, mm. you will not get where you want to go as a speaker. Yeah. I mean, what is that uh, acronym say? Keep it stupid, simple, right? And definitely it is easier, easier to digest, to understand when we keep things more simplistic. But I, I wanted to shed some light on, I really sense a theme here that a lot of what you're doing is truly based on the ego. And we talk about authenticity is an aspect of that, really being your true self, taking the mask off, et cetera. And you have a lot of this integrated in all of the things that you're doing. And I see it very much stretch across the board. So I also want to consider and and have you, you know, maybe maul on this a little bit, but when we talk about the ego, ego, excuse me, 
how has it really truly served you? Because I feel that as you have evolved as a, a person into all of the things that have really taken play into your life, such as, you know, your NFL days, right? The ego has to have this sense of play where it is prominent and where it truly serves you. Do you want to talk a little bit about that on how you, you see this beautiful balance of, of, you know, having shed light on the ego at times and then really to disengage it? So your ego is very good when you are in competition, when you are an athlete, or any type of person in your business and you're wanting to get ahead and you're wanting to be the best. Your ego should drive you to be a champion, right? But here's the catch. If you become that champion or you hit where you're trying to go, don't let your ego continue to tell you how great you are. Because once that happens, you become complacent. And that's what happened to me. So as an athlete, you need to have a good ego because in competition, in the world of football, I can't speak for any other sport. I can speak for football. If you're not competent in your abilities, if you're not like, I know I'm good, I know I'm the best, I know I can do what I need to get done. If you don't have that belief in yourself, you're not going to last long in the jungle. It's not going to happen. But again, that's in sports. And again, once you hit a pinnacle, you should continue to want to keep going. But when you have an ego and it's telling you that you're always great all the time, and you can't get better. That's the problem. So you want to engage it to be the best and do your best in sports, business, and in life. You want to disengage from it when you're trying to tell yourself constantly that you cannot progress, you can't get any better, and no matter what you do, you're always going to be number one. Because at the end of the day, you need to continue to work hard. And I tell my clients, never, ever have a finish line. Mm, never have a finish line. I really like that saying. And, and, it, and it definitely continues on the, the I want to be better, do better continuously. So I, I want to talk a little bit more about, and, and if, if this is okay, but go into the times where you were really at your lower points, where you had the addiction and alcohol and drug abuse and how you were really at your lowest point. What I would love to know, Marcus, is how are you able to come out of those situations? What were for some of your first steps that you took? to really get out of that funk? So I really had a bad addiction issue after I lost my company, moved to Raleigh. I had no money, no friends, no cars, home was foreclosed on. So I would drink Miller Lights, you know, 12 pack, 24 pack. I'd get them for like $5. This is back in 2013, like $5 for a pack, $6.99, stuff like that. And so I would literally abuse my body and my mind on cheap liquor just so I could like get through the day. I felt so bad. And what happened was I hit my rock bottom moment as a custodian when I was working and somebody spoiled milk, rotten meat, nasty protruding garbage got all over my body, my skin and my clothes working the late shift. I worked from 10 PM until 5 AM for $8. Mm -hmm. And 25 cents per hour. And I tell everybody, 
when I was able to finally turn myself around was when I had that moment and I realized there was no accountability in my life because mm. I was always saying it was somebody else's fault. And so accountability to me is an internal promise that you make to yourself to do what is necessary to succeed. And then I had no responsibility, an external promise you make to somebody else to do what is necessary to help them succeed. I had no accountability in my life. I was responsible to nobody. And that's when I realized that at that moment. And so when I had that rock bottom moment, my spoiled milk moment, that's when God said, you can either go right towards redemption, getting your life back, yeah. making the right moves, or you can go left, blame everybody, victim mentality, you know, yeah. poor markets. And if you go to the left, nobody's going to help you. If you go to the right, people will help you. But here's the catch, big fella. You have to first help yourself. Yeah, I love your descriptions of accountability and responsibility. The accountability, which is the internal uh, message, the internal commitment, the the truth within us that we we say yes to ourselves, and the responsibility, saying yes to others, and and really showing up in the world to the best. I also, Marcus really appreciate you sharing that experience that you had where you you just had this disgusting experience right and, and it it brought this idea of i i don't want to experience this any longer and now i have a choice i'm at the crossroads and my my choice can lead in this direction or it can lead to that so thank you so much for sharing that uh, experience with us and we'll go into our commercial. And then when we get back, we're going to share some more insight. So stay tuned. Hey, it's Jim Morris, founder of Impact Events. This is a six month program that we're kicking off with a massive one day conference. Have you ever been to a one day, two day, three day conference and then left with a ton of momentum and excitement and then found yourself deflated almost two weeks later, spent a lot of money on that conference, and you just wish you had an opportunity to potentially ask a speaker that follow-up question that would allow you to break those barriers in your business. I've been there a million times, spent a lot of money, and that's how this event is different. We're gonna bring you back so you can ask additional questions to break down those barriers that you face in your business. So if you're ready to take action, invest in yourself, and change the trajectory of your life and your business, click the button below and grab your ticket before they run out. Our lives were never the same after we learned our 21-year-old daughter, Kristen, was murdered by her ex-boyfriend. It's a parent's worst nightmare. How much did we really know about domestic violence back then? Clearly not enough. Now we know plenty. We know domestic violence, or DV, can happen to anyone. One in three women suffer physical violence at the hands of intimate partners during their lifetimes. One in three. I'm Bill Mitchell, host of the When Dating Hurts podcast. And my interviews with DV counselors, law enforcement, and especially actual DV survivors give the pandemic of domestic violence 
the attention it deserves. The When Dating Hurts podcast. It's a series of lives being saved. Okay, so I I wanted to bring in one of the the comments that we had here. And Manly said, that's 10x thinking. And and of course, Marcus, you would know what this is referring to, but is this the partnership that you are creating? Oh, yes, absolutely. Like, it's all about our ability to help people maximize their life through our speaking, our coaching, our consulting, our podcast sponsorship coaching. We help people get on to awesome podcasts and other outlets like yourself. And so it's all about our coaching, our speaking, all that you do with us. It's an investment. Absolutely. But let's get a little bit more granular, Manly. So, so for me, like I tell you, right, uh, right, April, I filed for divorce last July. Okay. I ended up moving out. November 15th. So get this, a year ago today, I was still in my home with my ex living in purgatory. Mm. It was not a good situation. We were not really amicable. We were on edge. It was very stressful. It was very Mm. just, it was just absolute hell on earth. I was sleeping in a trundle bed on the floor in my daughter's bedroom, right? A year ago, today, still April, I was in that house. I moved out November 15th to a two-bedroom, really dark, really dingy apartment. I didn't want to be there. It was hard. It was isolated. It was dark. I was struggling. What I did, though, finally, after about maybe about 30 days of just being really in the dumps, I said, okay, Marcus, you have to do these four things to get to victory. It's just the fifth B. Visualize, vocalize, vote, vicinity. So I visualized for myself, right, April? My mind put me into another environment and my body finally caught up. But every day I visualized a new home for myself. I said by November 15th, 2023, I want to have a new home. That was my goal. So I visualized it, vocalized. I talk good about myself, that I'm smart enough, that I'm focused enough, that I deserve happiness. I constantly just kept telling myself good self-talk every single day. Vote. I would get up and go to the ballot box and put in a positive vote or two every day. Send an email make a phone call, go on a podcast, shoot a podcast, you name it. And then vicinity. I changed who I was around. I got away from toxic people, complainers, wives. I got around winners, good people, focused people. It's amazing. And I was able to buy my dream home that I'm sitting in right now filming this amazing show with you. I bought it May 15th of this year. I bought a half a million dollar home by myself, by myself, six months ahead of schedule. And I want people to listen to this. What we do, we give that to our clients. And it starts with value. If you want to 10x something, if you want to grow something, what's the value that you bring to people? What makes you different? 
What's your guarantee? What are your value systems? What is your messaging? Is it simple? Is it direct? Is it easy? Do mm. people follow it? And again, like I said, this was in January of this year, I was in really bad financial shape. And now here I am in my home. Here I am. I paid off that tax debt. Here I am helping people. Here I am in a state where I just feel happy and full of joy. And you talk about wellness-driven show, right? I've lost weight. I'm, I'm getting healthier. I take care of myself. I go to the gym and I found peace in my life. I'm going to say one funny thing. The name of the development, well, two funny things. The name of my development that I live in is called Serenity. And I live on serendipity drive what <laughs> that is so funny serenity and serendipity and marcus i have to say you are such a brilliant man i have so many guests on the show and i talk to a lot of people such as yourself doing a podcast and it, it's a beautiful thing when we get to interview so many brilliant minds and I just want to say definitely that that you have some really great things to share with people. And, and it is in that simplistic self. I, I want to shed some light on uh, that, that you talked about how you visualize things and your mind was going strong and your body had to catch up. And I think that is such a, a great way to explain something when we, when we start to think about our, our futures and what we want and to really be creative in that regard and and. You're also putting, thinking of the end in mind, right? You're, you're giving yourself a deadline. You're being very, very clear on what it is you want. You're being intentional on how you want to get there, when you want to get there. There's a lot of research to back that. Uh, many, many, many books, of course, as we know, that, that say that there's so much in that where we have a clear intention and we visualize it each and every single day. So that is a very powerful story, I, I might add, too. And so fresh. Just a year ago, and you you were in this position, and now you have really rise to the occasion. And <laughs> that you shared also the, the, the streets and the name of the development that you are in because it's those little things that people forget to mention or don't, but those little signs that, that something's got our back, that we have our back, that God has our back or what have you, but that the universe is really working in our favor. Oh yeah, the universe will work in your favor if you are working in your own favor. Great mm -hmm. quote by Dave Thomas, when you work harder, you become luckier pretty straightforward. Again, simple, simplistic. And again, where I live, I am the only single person in the development. It's brand new. They're building 1,200 homes. I was one of the first five to move in. I think now we have about 20 people here, maybe 20, 25 at the most. They're building 1,200 homes. They just finished our brand new community center. It is gorgeous, like brand new pool and weight room and all this. And I told my videographer yesterday, I can't believe I live here. And a year ago, I was literally on edge 
trying to figure out what was gonna happen with my life as a result of filing for divorce. I was the one that filed. I was the one. So again, if you're listening, life is gonna be hard. It's gonna be complex. It's not gonna be linear. It's not gonna be straight line at all. But if you're wellness driven, mind, body, and soul, you can get through any situation, but you have to believe that you really do have what it takes to get through. Again, great quote by Aristotle, in times of extreme darkness, focus on the light. And what I believe he meant was we are the light that can blaze our own trail. Like I said, I tell my clients all the time, we blaze our trail with our podcast. We blaze our trail with what we do. And we're all about giving back to people to help them live wellness-driven lives. Absolutely. Marcus, I, I would love to know who has been your most inspiring uh, mentor, so to speak, whether it's been in, in books or, you know, through, through history, who, who has inspired you and mentored you the most that has been the most impactful for you? Two people. Number one is Mel Robbins. I met her when I was on her pod, her audio book, Kick Ass with Mel. I meant I was uh, interviewed by her in Boston at her, at her studio. Phenomenal woman. I stay in touch with her to this day. Her book, her speaking, her podcast, her TV show, everything she touches is golden. Everything. So she helped me to figure out I'm an inspirational keynote speaker, not a motivational speaker. And then Brad Mitchell, my coach, who I met through NAPSA, National Athletic Professional Success Academy. They did a partnership with the National Football League Players Association. I went to an event at Penn State back in 2018. And going there, Brad taught me how to use my football prowess, lingo, understanding, and I turned it in and I translated it into corporate America lingo. I still have my NAPSA binder on my desk. It's part of my coaching. It's part of how I help my clients, my people that I serve, and that I help to get to where they want to go. But without Mel Robbins giving me that, that fire that I need to kind of get off that five for three, two, one off the couch fire, amazing. And then Brad, through the five-day intensive coaching program, taught me I'm more than this football and how to use what I did in football, the language, the lingo, the terminology to become a successful speaker today. Without Mel, without Brad, there's no really good Marcus Off. Ah, well, I, I think that's incredible. I love asking that question because I, we all truly are inspired by other people and, and thinking about the people that we want to be most like and how we choose to show up in the world because of that. Now you, I want to make sure that everyone knows where to find you. So I have it here displayed. And also for those of you tuning in and listening in, it is in the description below. You can always find our guest information there. But Marcus's website is www.marcusogden.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-E-S-O-G-D-E-N.com. Make sure to check him out. He is also an author. And so think about 
the story that you have heard today and all of this journey, what an incredible journey you have had, incredible read. I want to bring in one more of the comments that we have here. Manly says he has the G life from gridiron to garbage to gradaciousness. Your humility is an incredible strength. Oops, I'm mute. I'm mute. I absolutely love that. I'm actually taking a picture of that because that's awesome. I've never heard that before, but I love that. And, it was and a that's true. Too. I mean, I mean, I've been to I've played football, I've had garbage on me. And like I said, I now know clearly that life is going to give you ups, downs, highs, lows all around. You have to be the one to understand and have gratitude and graciousness that you're never ever too good to always help others. And that's because of us helping others be able to help myself and my family. Like I said, literally a year ago, you couldn't have told me I was gonna buy my dream home by myself. There's no way. And if people wanna get in touch with me, April, they can go to www.marcusogden.com or www.marcus360.com. Or just shoot me an email, marcus at marcusogden.com. Anybody that's, like I say, coaching, speaking, podcasting, you're trying to monetize your podcast, you're trying to get more sponsors, if you're trying to, if you're somebody that is an intro that has trouble speaking, you want to get better at speaking, reach out. Again, connect with us, hit us up for a speaking opportunity, coaching, and that stuff. If you feel what you heard today resonates with you and where you're trying to go. Awesome. awesome. You have such an incredible story. Thank you so much for being our guest on the Wellness Driven Life Show. It has been truly an honor to share you with the audience today. So I want to thank you again, appreciate everything about you, and want to say thank you so much for the audience and for you supporting the show. And goodbye for now. We will see you next time. <laughs>